हेलो स्टूडेंट्स वेलकम टू स्टडी आई क्यूज इनिशिएटिव द पॉडकास्ट आई एम योर होस्ट दीपांश मूर्जानी सो टाइटन योर बेल्ट बिकॉज इट इज टाइम फॉर द पॉडकास्ट ऑफ द डे इन आर प्रीवियस एपिसोड वी वर डिस्कसिंग फंडामेंटल राइट्स एंड इश्यूज रिलेटेड टू इट सो आर न्यू लिस्नर्स कैन लिसन टू आर प्रीवियस एपिसोड सो दैट दे कैन रिमेन इन सिंक विद आर डिस्कशन टूडे In this episode we will discuss directive principles of state policy in detail. Indian constitution is the longest written constitution in any independent country of the world. In our constitution there are so many features which make India a responsible country and one of those features is directive principles of state policy or DPSP. Sir please inform us about the significance of dpsp in india as you have rightly mentioned dipanch that india's constitution is the world's largest and longest written constitution of any independent country the indian constitution on the other hand is known as the jumble of inspirations due to its numerous origins from many states in the same context the provision of dpsp which is directive principle of state policy is the component inherited from the irish constitution the dpsp is enumerated in part 4 of indian constitution which indicates that it is the state's responsibility to adopt these principles throughout the legislation process sir we are curious to know about the origin of this idea we had borrowed directive principles of state policy from the irish constitution but does dpsp originate from ireland or it originates from a different country the concept of directive principles of state policy that is dpsp originated in the spanish constitution and was adopted by irish constitution later article 45 of the irish constitution gave birth to dpsp concept the directive principles of state policy are contained in part 4 of indian constitution from article 36 to 51 the application of directive principles is governed by article 37 of the indian constitution these ideas are aimed at ensuring people's socio and economic fairness and making india ultimately a welfare state sir now we understand the origin of directive principles of state policy the next important aspect is the definition so can you explain us the definition of dpsp in brief to understand the directive principle of state policy we must first comprehend the meaning of each phrase namely directive plus principle plus state plus policy which implies that these are the principles that guide the state when it sets policies for its citizen these dpsps serve as a guideline for the state and they must be taken into account when drafting any new legislation in the process of law making sir as you had mentioned that dpsp act as a guideline to the state so can you throw some light on implementation of directive principles of state policy although the idea given out in part 4 are not readily evident many laws and legal provisions have been produced by judicial interpretation of dpsp the dpsp's goal is to improve society's social 
and economic conditions so that people might live happy lives a citizens understanding of dpsp's aid is keeping a check on the government a citizen can utilize dpsp's to access the government's performance and identify areas where it falls short these provisions should be understood since they serve as a criteria for judging the law that governs them furthermore it limits the state's ability to enact harsh legislations it is now a settled idea as a result of several judicial decisions that have balancing dpsps and fundamental rights is a crucial and safeguarding the sanctity of fundamental right in such circumstances the dpsp were extremely important and the courts were very cautious about applying the directive principles when it was coming in conflict with fundamental rights we can't state that dpsp aren't implemented or they aren't relevant because however there is one fact that dpsps are non justiciable but it does not change the fact that it is as relevant and as important as fundamental rights so dpsp is one such feature of our constitution which has evolved over the years and we can say this because there are two amendments which become quite important while studying dpsp one is the 42nd constitutional amendment and the other amendment is the 44th constitutional amendment so can you explain us about these amendments for upsc aspirants it is very important to understand 42nd constitutional amendment and what new dpsps has been added through these amendments first article under 42nd constitutional amendment was added is article 39 which gives guideline for state to secure opportunities for the healthy development of children the next article added by 42nd constitutional amendment is article 39a which gives directions to state to promote equal justice and to provide free legal aid for the poor whereas in article 43a which was also added by 42nd constitutional amendment is mentioned that state has to take steps to secure the participation of workers in the management of industries and the last article which was added by 42nd constitutional amendment act is article 48a which ultimately guides state to protect and improve the environment and to safeguard the forests and wildlife of india in the similar manner with the help of 44th constitutional amendment act article 38 has been added and this article states that state should minimize the inequalities in income and provide the status facilities and opportunities for all others when there are concentrated in a very limited hands of the population whereas in 86th amendment of constitution which has been enacted in 2002 changed the subject matter of article 45 and made elementary education a fundamental right under article 21a the amendment directive requires the state to provide early childhood care and education for all children until they complete the age of 14 years sir with the help of your guidance we are now able to understand 
provisions related to DPSP. But the next important aspect is the importance of directive principles of state policy. And we are inquisitive to know, do they have any limitations? As an aspirant, we have to understand both what is the importance and what are the limitations for DPSP. First, we will look at the importance of DPSP. First importance of DPSP is socio-economic rights. As we have seen that fundamental rights provide for political rights. However, DPSP is very important and supplement the fundamental right by providing for social and economic rights of citizen. The second importance of DPSP is creating sustainable development. DPSP are the principles of welfare state in India. DPSP are important as it seeks to create a balance between economic progress and competition on the another hand. Environmental sustainability, social and economic equality are some of the aims of DPSP and we have seen this kind of aims in sustainable development goals. The third importance of DPSP is curbing inequality. With liberalization and globalization, inequalities have increased as reflected in the Oxfam report, which says that India's richest 1% holds over 40% of national wealth. This transition from socialist pattern of society to liberalization and market economy, where inequalities were bound to come, it is the duty of state to reduce these kind of inequalities through different methods such as tax structures, subsidies, various welfare schemes and etc. The next importance of DPSP is accountability. DPSPs are very important as it allows the citizen to hold the government accountable in their policy formulation as well as implementation. For example, equality at work and minimum wages. It is very important to understand through the laws and legislation, it has been said that equal pay and equality of work should be taken care in India. The next importance of DPSP is protection of human rights. As we have seen that liberalization and capitalism has negative effect on the human work, environment, wages, gender sensitivity and labor concerns. However, DPSPs are relevant to provide a human work, equal wages for equal work and increase quality of standard of living for workers as well as it also talks about gender equality. It also provides for participation of workers and management of the industries for better harmonization between workers' interest and industrial interest. This shows DPSP is very important to protect human rights of Indian citizens. As we have seen the importance of DPSP, let's try to understand what are the limitations to implement DPSP. The first limitation is that it is no legal force. That is, they are not legally enforceable by the courts of their violation. How we will try to understand with an example. If DPSP having a provision for clean environment and if state fails to provide you a clean environment or it fails to create a new law to keep the environment clean, then in this case, you cannot go to the court and say that my DPSP is being violated as in the case of fundamental right you can go. Now the second limitation regarding DPSP is constitutional conflict. What does this mean? 
DPSP leads to constitutional conflict between center and state. Center and president, chief ministers and governors for implementing the policies. For example, if some chief minister is motivated to ban the liquor in the state. Now this conflict may come up with the center or state or chief minister or governor with the implementation of UCC. This has been always a conflict between center, state and other parties to it. So this is one of the limitation of it. Number third limitation for implementation of DPSP is conflict with fundamental rights. This issue should be dealt in depth. So we will understand this issue in a next episode. Fourth limitation is constitutional validity. A law cannot be struck down by courts for violation of DPSP. So it is one of the limitation against DPSP. To conclude, in spite of all above limitations, DPSPs are fundamental to the governance of the country. DPSP still holds relevance in this globalized world for a better, informed, productive, equity-based and sustainable development model for a nation. There is an increasing realization that these directives act as bedrock for good governance and socio-economic justice in the society. Sir, thank you for your guidance. Dear listeners, we will end this discussion here itself. In the next episode, we are going to discuss another important topic and I am going to spill the beans here itself. Our next topic will be Directive Principles of State Policy versus Fundamental Rights. So stay tuned with Study IQ and keep studying. You all can listen to Study IQ Presents the podcast on various audio streaming platforms such as Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Hubhopper, Cuckoo FM, etc. Links are pinned in the comment section below. Thank you.